So there was a, um, a K-12 teacher that fell in love with it and made it permanent at her school. Oh, no way. And huh. while it was at her school, the entire, all of the students, K through six and teachers funneled through it and all of the other schools around. This was in New Haven, Connecticut. Okay. And so she, she kept referring to it as the empathy machine, oh. which I thought was really interesting. You're listening to Speaking of Language, a podcast recorded at the Language Resource Center at Cornell University. I'm Dan Gable, Technology Manager for the LRC. Each week, we explore a topic related to language pedagogy and second language acquisition. This week, on Speaking of Language, Maureen Morris from the Cornell Library and Melina Draper from the Center for Teaching Innovation speak about the Cornell Portal. They explain the history of the portal and ways it can be used for intercultural encounters that can enhance language and culture learning. The gold-painted shipping container is located just outside of Olin Library on the Art Squad and is on campus through November 2018. Welcome to a new episode of Speaking of Language. I'm Angelica Kramer, the director of the Language Resource Center at Cornell University. Today, I am excited to introduce my colleagues Melina Draper and Maureen Morris. Melina is the Associate Director of Inclusive Teaching in Cornell's Center for Teaching Innovation, and Maureen is a reference and instruction librarian at the library, obviously, because she's a librarian. <laughs> they have both been a part of the group that brought the Cornell portal to campus, which is what we are going to talk about today. Welcome to Speaking of Language, Melina and Maureen. Thank you. It's great to be here. So the Cornell portal, when I Google this and I look up information on the library's website, it tells me that it is part of a global public art initiative that uses immersive audiovisual technology to connect people with other people in other portals across the U.S. and around the world. What's the history of this portal? What is it exactly? How do people use it? All things portal. So the portal itself is was developed by a company, Shared Studios. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I mean, I think their goal really was to connect people around the world, particularly in places that wouldn't necessarily get to connect together. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of places like refugee camps, um, places with other displaced migration um, issues, uh, and really to get these portals in places that would create these connections um, across cultures um, and let people meet who wouldn't normally get to meet together mm. in an interesting mm-hmm. uh, technological way. That's fascinating. So how, how did portals in the U.S. then um, come to, to be? The company itself started in the U.S. Ah, okay. um, I don't know enough about the history <laughs> to be exactly, <laughs> but it was, I think, D.C. Actually, I'm not sure if it was New York-based. Okay. Um, in terms of, of where they first started. So it really was of getting them in the U.S. and other yeah. places and being able to connect then to the Middle East, to uh-huh. Africa, to Asia, um, and really any any place that would like to host a particular yeah. portal. About how many portals are there? I think right now there's between 20 and 30. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Some are uh, like ours, which are like, look like a gold shipping container uh-huh. and uh, have that physical presence. Some places have converted rooms into portals. Um, some have just the screen itself. So the portal really is a combination of the space, uh, which sort of as what the company has created is this gold sort of container space yeah. as a shared place of uh, connecting. But it's also the programming behind the the portals. Mm-hmm. So 
they created this network of of people to make these connections from these particular locations. Yeah. How did Cornell end up with a portal? I'll do this one <laughs> because I was there in the beginning. Nice. <laughs> so um, a colleague, uh, Gabby Castro Gesner, and I were at a conference, a library, a huge library conference in Baltimore. Uh-huh. And they had one of these gold shipping c- containers sitting in the middle of uh, the convention center. And Gabby had gone in earlier and spoken to Mexico City, where she was from Mexico, mm-hmm. and was glowing and came mm-hmm. out and started pulling all of her colleagues in to experience this. And we ended up, when I went in with her, speaking to librarians in Jordan and got to have this really interesting conversation with folks who wouldn't have been able to come to the conference mm-hmm. through this portal uh, technology. We were so excited by it that Gabby took it to our, one of our uh, Associate University Librarians, Sheen Lee, who was a complete champion of it, brought it to the, uh, I'm going to forget. (laughs) The Vice Provost for International Affairs and also um, for engagement initiatives. Mm -hmm. And there was a a lot of support um, to to bring it. So they gave the financial support to do it. And the library um, took on sort of the management of of hosting it and yeah. then also including the Center for uh, Teaching Innovation as partners in engaging faculty and using the the portal. That's wonderful. Can you explain w- what does it look like on the inside of a portal? Sure. The, one of the most common questions that we get is, well, what exactly is a portal? Because yeah. it brings up all of these images of science fiction yeah, yeah. and like, you know, <laughs> and often people's first question is, well, can you take me to a certain location where they have a fantasy of going or have friends or uh-huh, have people uh-huh. that they know? Um, so, but as Maureen said, you know, it's a, sh- it's a shipping p- container that's mm-hmm. um, insulated for sound on the inside and painted gold on the outside um, I imagined it to be a lot larger than it is, but when mm. you see it on our arts quad, uh, it kind of blends in right there and tucked into the side of the library. Yeah. Um, and on the inside, it looks like a, if you've ever been in a theater, a black box theater, mm-hmm. it has a little bit of that kind of muffled sound feeling to it or like in a, in a photography studio or, or video studio. Um, padded for sound, and when you're connected with another location, you see... Um, the full body of the people who are standing there talking to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's they use Zoom technology for it. Okay. Um, and so there's a little pinhole just above eye level. Um, mm-hmm. When I first saw that, I said, oh, you have a hole in the system. Let's, <laughs> let's tape it. <laughs> um, and the curator said, no, no, that's the camera that's, <laughs> that's projecting you, the image of you to the, to the other side. So one thing people expect to see is, you know, the landscape of the place that you're connecting to, but you don't see that when mm-hmm. you're in the mm-hmm. container. So it really... Um, takes out all other stimulus, uh, which in a way might be a good thing because it's it's a little bit overwhelming and exciting mm-hmm. uh, to be talking to a stranger sure. at a different location in the world and trying to find some common ground or something yeah. to talk about or a way to connect. Yeah. So how is the portal used? Of course, I'm particularly interested in, in opportunities for um, language learning, for cross-cultural engagement, are there um, some faculty members who utilize the portal for things like that? Yes. In fact, I think that's where its greatest potential lies, and I think mm. that's that's where we all share uh, a common interest and common excitement. Um, so, so in a way, the the use of the portal is up to what how your imagination might connect mm-hmm. with it. So. Um, the portal uh, website has a lot of different ideas for ways that people 
have used it in the past. And yeah. so people can do things like share meals or share songs or sing or make a thing together. Huh. Um, and so I was really curious to see how our faculty would actually um, use it here. So so that's in some ways still emerging because the, the portal will be here on campus until um, right up until Thanksgiving or so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so there, there's, you know, you can walk in and, and scope it out during walk-in hours, or you can schedule a time to use it with your class and mm-hmm. take your students. Um, about eight people fit comfortably in it at, okay. at one time. Um, so um, Abby Cohn, who's a linguistics professor and her graduate student, met with us to, to brainstorm how, how, how they might like to use it. And so they decided to create a series of interview questions to connect with the Mexico City portal uh-huh. and ask about how English language is taught um, in Mexico. Huh. And so five, small groups of stu- four to five students will spend 20 minutes each engaging okay. with a different partner on the other side. Nice. And so you can see the, here that part of what the value that Maureen laid out is in the fact, in the relationships that the, the hosting company has created with all mm-hmm. of the site locations. Each site location has a curator who, it's an appropriate word for them because it's not that they're, you know, choosing art pieces, but they're mm-hmm. helping facilitate conversations. They're mm-hmm. helping people break the ice. They're helping people find um, a specific person of a certain type mm-hmm. that um, a partner might want to meet with. So if you wanted to, um, we had a faculty member that was um, doing something about global health. So we, okay. we talked about maybe ideas of looking for uh, partners who were involved in, in health issues yeah. in, in different locations. Um the language house has a, has mm, thought about yeah, using it sure. for Spanish speaking. Yeah, um, I had a chance to use it, and uh, you know, fell in love with the <laughs> with the curator at the other <laughs> end, and you know, just became profoundly curious about each these individuals' lives and how they they you know how they were learning English or yeah. and or different languages because they often act as translators for the English sure, speakers. Sure, sure, yeah. Um, and they're also incredibly interculturally competent, which mm-hmm. is a, it's a pleasure to watch people who are good at making other people feel comfortable yeah. ar- around cultural difference. Yeah, this is similar to the experience that I had. I went um, into the portal a couple of weeks ago, um, and as I w- was walking in, there was a student speaking with the curator um, in Swahili. And, of course, when I walked in as a third person, they immediately switched to English, and I told them, <laughs> hey, hey, no, no worries, keep keep talking. Um, because a student here, he um, grew up speaking Swahili, so it was a nice way for him to use his first language. Um, unfortunately, he had to go to class, so I ended up um, speaking with the um, curator on the other end, and uh, she's a university student. And, um, I mean, speak about talking to a complete stranger. She told me how much she dislikes corruption <laughs> in our country and what needs to happen to change politics and the role of women and... Um, I was quite surprised by, you know, what an engaging conversation we had about a, a, a topic like that. And then um, totally switched gears and she told me about all the face creams that she had purchased <laughs> earlier in the day and how much random stuff she was able to buy for the equivalent of 10 bucks. And she pulled out each individual little um, container one after the other. And I, I kept telling her, hey, you remind me of Mary Poppins. And she's like, what's a Mary Poppins? So we had a little cultural lesson on on american pop culture and i told her about mary poppins and now she wants to go see the movie so (laughs) that was that was a lot of fun so i i definitely think the the portal is a is a very cool experience and and i really hope that a lot of people are um taking advantage of that 
you you mentioned that there are ideas and suggestions for instructors on the on the website. What is that website? Where can pe people find more information about the portal? So if you forget what this is, you can just go to the library website and there's a button right on the right-hand side okay. when, you, when you go there. But here's the the the, the shorthand. It's a bit.ly website, so bit.ly forward slash Cornell Portal with a capital C, capital P. And that'll get you there relatively quickly. It has a frequently asked questions mm -hmm. page. It has then the two signups, either just to come into the walking walk-in hours, although you're certainly welcome to just walk in if you're in the area, or to um, fill out a form just to tell us uh, an event you might want to do, be it faculty, staff members on campus, student groups mm -hmm. who may want to put something special together, or community members. We're really open to any kind of engagement that people want to have. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the benefits of a of a portal? Um, and like, I, again, my mind goes to these cross-cultural and intercultural connections, but why should, why should people spend their time scoping out the portal? Well, I think that um, in that cross-cultural, intercultural bucket, there's all sorts of interesting things if you stop to take a minute to think about what it's like. Um, but, you know, uh, one of the things that happens is you, if you enter in on a walk-in, let's say, and you're, it's Herat, Afghanistan, you know, do you even know where that community is? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to bet that the first thing you do when you get back <laughs> to a sitting location is look it up yeah. on the map <laughs> and see where were those folks that you just talked to. Um, and then you'll continue to think about them over time because, you know, it's such an unusual experience to to get to talk to somebody who's just in such a completely mm -hmm. different location. And I should say that there are some North America locations, so a completely different location could be Andover, Massachusetts, or mm -hmm. Milwaukee. Um, and all of these portals are located um, not necessarily at university sites like ours. Some mm -hmm. of them are located in startup companies or entrepreneur companies, nonprofits. Some are located in um, the Mexico City one is on the entrance to a public square. So tourists walking into the city hmm. um, interact mm -hmm. during their walk-in hours. Um, and so it's a chance to, it, it, but it feels very intimate. So mm -hmm. it's a chance, it's kind of like when you sit next to somebody on the bus. Some people were on the plane. Some people actually strike up conversations with those strangers, but most people kind of don't. Like there's <laughs> yeah, not really no. a culture. People tend to respect the, the little bit of privacy mm -hmm. space that they have. But so this is a space, a public space, kind of like that, like an airport, but where you're actually expected to engage in conversation with this person that you're hanging out with. And I, I personally have found that the if there's a little planning on the front end, that those engagements are a little bit more meaningful. Um, so early on when we were thinking about, you know, what kind of instructional support we would uh, want to be prepared to offer to faculty we brought a one-day temporary um, bouncy house blow-up version of a portal to campus for one day <laughs> um, and pilot-tested a few things. We had walk-ins, which was interesting to observe, just uh -huh. the, the range of emotional reactions that people had. People um, write down their, ref their raw reflections as soon as they come out in the gold book mm -hmm. and often are saying things like, wow, I can't believe how much, how in emotionally intense that was or why wow, I really felt connected to that person or I didn't expect to, to feel anything, but I'm amazed by the, how, how deeply I feel about this. So it really is engaging the affective realm. Mm -hmm. um, and we also tried pilot testing a few types of, you know, learner-based activities. So yeah. we had um, a theater faculty member ask her students to do um, a, an activity with 
another um, portal. And so we we sort of tested the technology. We did a mirroring activity where the students <laughs> <Yeah>. kind of <laughs> oh, took awesome. turns leading yeah. and doing some motion. And so that that was re- really interesting because it was, you know, observing an embodied experience. Yeah. Um, and then w- they also did an activity where they had to perfect a, a pitch. So they had three uh, minutes to describe their idea and then they had to bring it down to a minute and yeah. then 20 seconds and they gave each other feedback on it. Um, and so so that was really interesting because you could see how quickly um, the students on both sides were learning through a process of receiving real-time yeah. feedback about the thing that they were creating, you know. Fantastic. This, I love the portal. <laughs> I want the portal to stay forever. Yes. Another unit <laughs> Another would take, unit care, of to take yes. care of it. <laughs> I love it too, but it's, it's a lot. Oh, I bet. I mean, it would I get bet. easier as you... Yeah. As you go along, but poor Gabby and I are just—we're all just well, clinging. Well, logistically, to, I just—I can't even. I mean, how does how does that work on your end? The company Shared Studios hires mm-hmm. the the curators on okay. our end, which are students. Um, ours has been more about yeah helping facilitate that engagement with the faculty, but also. Mm. So we had, didn't mention the mayor here last week, and it was just so much uh, going to make sure that that was a good experience. Oh, with sure, the mayor. sure. Um, so and I'm sure it was. It was. It was fascinating. <laughs> they were in there almost an hour talking wow. to Mexico City, okay. like another sort of political person uh-huh, in, uh-huh. in Mexico City. And isn't it yes. funny how we yes. can just say, yeah. oh, you know, I was just in Rwanda. Yeah. What? That's what I kept saying. I spent the morning in Kigali. Right? It, was, it was awesome. <laughs> that's, <laughs> two guys. that's wonderful. That's how it, that's how it sense, should be. It feels sci-fi to me. You know, True. Because I'm like, you know, what what world are we in now that this this can happen? Right. Yeah. 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 And the friendships that are being made across a lot of them are yeah. exchanging information, especially, you know, the young the university students, yeah. the curators themselves have uh-huh. made friends aren't, for aren't life. Aren't you following this lady on Instagram now after the well, yeah, Mary exactly. Poppins? Yeah, yeah, no, she's like, you need to follow me on Instagram. I'm like, okay, what's your handle? And she spells it out and I type it in and it's, now I see pictures of, of her dinner. I mean, <laughs> Uh, so there was a um, a K twelve teacher that fell in love with it and made it permanent at her school. Oh no way! Huh. And while it was at her school, the entire all of the students K through six and teachers funneled through it, and all of the other schools around. This was in New Haven, Connecticut, okay. and so she she kept referring to it as the empathy machine. Oh, which I thought was really interesting. I'm hoping that one of the outcomes would be that people experience it and then see the value of using Zoom technology to connect with yeah, other classrooms. Yeah. And mm, it doesn't true. have to be a portal, but the benefit of the portal is that you get all the relationships yeah. that right. shared studios yeah, around that's the right. world. Yeah. <laughs> one of the projects that Yale did was a, a community and police relationships Huh. Exploration discussion with what location was Probably it? Milwaukee was it? Yeah, it was Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, Milwaukee or Baltimore. So, so I find myself because I I tend to have my curiosity sort of in a more globally focused way. I'm looking at the ones that are yeah not in the U.S. But the ones in the U.S. are j- just as interesting if you spend oh, a little time looking yeah. at where the portal is located. Yeah, the Milwaukee yeah. one was the one that also had that relationship with the school in Connecticut, which yeah. I found fascinating. Huh. Yes, they were in a was in a neighborhood with one of the higher incarceration rates. So we brought the portal there um, to talk about things like race and policing and restorative justice and all kinds of things and made Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. deep friendship with a girl's school in Connecticut or a school in private school in Connecticut. That just cracks me up. And they're touring. They've done conferences together. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. 
She works the for empathy them now. machine. Too, I think. Oh yeah. She, oh really? That's right. She's an educational consultant for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was such a fan. This is changing worked... people's lives. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. No doubt. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much to both of you for a um, spearheading this initiative <laughs> and and bringing the portal to campus. This is this is quite awesome, and also for joining me on the podcast today. It was great to have um, both of you, Melina and Maureen. Thank you. Great. Well, thank Thanks you. for having us. It was us. a pleasure. Next week, we will continue to look at different technologies for language learning. The LRC technology manager, Dan Gable, will join me on our podcast to discuss the role of technology in language learning. Until then, auf Wiederhören. The Language Resource Center is located on the ground floor of Stimson Hall on Cornell's main campus in Ithaca, New York. Check us out on the web at lrc.cornell.edu or look for Cornell LRC on Facebook and Twitter. Speaking of Language is produced by Sam Lupowitz and Dan Gable. Recorded by Sam Lupowitz. Original music by Sam Lupowitz, Dan Gable, and Joe Gibson. Thanks also to the College of Arts and Sciences at Cornell University. As a reminder, the ideas and opinions expressed on this podcast do not reflect those of the College of Arts and Sciences or any other official entity of Cornell University. We thank our listeners and do stay tuned for our next episode.